Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Rugby Collective podcast. We've got a team of the season draft for you today where we're joined by a few brilliant rugby Twitter accounts as well as a few great podcasters and journalists also. We're joined by Camonetto from Type 5 Rugby, Ed from a Gloucester Rugby podcast, Cherry Jam, Marcelo who's a brilliant Worcester Warriors journalist, Tom from From Rugby News, Philip and Ian from the Focon Falcons, and then also um, we'll be picking a team on behalf of Rugby Inside Line as well. Um, we'll be going through 15 rounds um, of selections where no one can select the same player twice. So it'd be really interesting to see who picks up the star players early, which positions go first, and who's left for the later rounds to sweep up with some nice late picks. Tune in, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Hi guys, so here we are. We've got everyone eager and waiting to get their first pick underway. Obviously, we'll introduce everyone as we go. But the first pick on this draft goes to Philip and Ian from Focon Falcon. So, guys, who, who are you going for? Uh, I think I've got to go for Oosthuizen, um, largely because I think that the vast majority of what Quinns do, the pretty stuff out wide, starts with him making the hard yards in the middle. And he sets up almost all of their second and third phase ball because of what he does in the first phase. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think you'd probably be more up there player of the season just in the league, I think, in general. Yeah, I think that's absolutely spot on. I don't think there's too many um, surprises there. I can't hear many pencils scribbling out thinking they were going to get him a little bit later on. Um, so, Andrew Esterhazen, first pick of the draft. Um, good pick, guys. That goes across now to, to Ed at Cherry Jam. Hi, well, yeah. Cheers, guys. Um, right, nice and easy one for me as well. Um, going to go for 13 and Chris Harris who um, again similar to Aster Hazen um, all the good stuff that we do or have been doing this season has come from Chris Harris he's been immense since he came back from the Lions and um, I, I you know he was probably very very unlucky not to be player of the season at Gloucester so um, Chris Harris is my 13. Yeah, great pick again. Monster in defence, but really come for an attack as well this season, hasn't he? Yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic player. Um, we're going to go across to, uh, we've got inside lines pick now. Um, so they've actually sent me through their picks. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of pick on their behalf. Um, so I think one of the first names that they wanted was Alex Dombrandt through eight. Um, so I'm going to pick him as the eight, obviously in a similar fashion to Esther Hazen. Um, integral to most things that Quinn's get done, especially in his attacking sort of line running. And then no doubt going to be um, the opportune sort of player for, for the England setup through the through the summer as well. So yeah, that'll be their pick. Um, go across now to uh, Marcelo. So Marcelo, how, uh, who are you going to go for? Yeah, so it wasn't, front row isn't my area of expertise particularly. So I was keen to get uh, Ellis Genjin at number one uh, for obvious reasons. Leicester Tigers have been awesome this season. The scrum has been awesome this season. and Led by Ellis Genjin, I don't really think much more needs to be said. No, completely agree. Absolute captain. Fantastic this season, I mean. Um, yeah, amazing player and uh, a hell of a season. Um, unfortunately, Wasp Sky can't be with us um, for this one. I had a little bit of a, a nightmare after work today. So we'll, we'll skip that pick and then we'll go across to Caminedo at Type 5. Yeah, we're going to pick uh, Alex Mitchell at nine. Um, he's just been unbelievable this year. Heartbeat of that attack that's got the most tries this season. 
um, rightly put himself back in England contention. Many have him as the number one choice. That's up for debate, but um, he's been unbelievable this year. So again, Alex Mitchell. Yeah, I, I was pretty devastated when when you boys told me that's who you were going <laughs> for if he was still up. Um, but no, great player. Definitely my choice for, for England nine um, this season. I'm, I'm going to stick with with the England theme now it's got to our pick um, and we're going to go for George Ford as our 10. Um, been instrumental for, for Leicester. The way he kicks the ball makes me never want to put a 15 jersey on ever. Um, yeah, just absolutely immense season this year and will be uh, a great addition to the sales side next year. Um, so yeah, George Ford for us. Um, going across now to, to Prem Rugby News. Um, Tom, your, your pick, mate. Uh, I, I would love to have Mitchell, um, but unfortunately, I'll go for the next best thing. Uh, I'll go for Danny Kerr. Great shout. No, absolutely great shout. A lot of people having him as their, their starting nine for England, whether Eddie Jones will go for that is a different question entirely. Um, but no, Danny Kerr, I think that's a, that's a fantastic shout. Um, because of our, our Serpentine draft, uh, that'll go to you again, Tom, for your, your second pick. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with uh, with Quinns. I'm going to go for Caden Murley on the way. Yeah, great shot. Again, another player who's just developed and developed this season, isn't he? Um, the thing that surprised me with Caden Murley is how strong he is in comparison to sort of... He, he doesn't look like a big Nadolo, does he? But the way that he just absolutely charges through people is immense. Um, yeah, and then obviously in defence as well, he's, he's one of the wingers that can sort of do it all. No, I completely agree. Completely agree. That's a great pick. Um, comes back across to, to us now. Um, I think we're going to stick on the wing. Uh, I believe top try scorer in the Prem. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go for, for Max Malins from uh, Saracens. Um, another stellar season for him. And I don't think it'll be too long before he has a um, that, that sort of 11 or 14 jersey nailed down to his name. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go for Malins. Um, which takes it back to you, Caminetto, type five. All right, we're going to take um, Julian Montoya and have him obviously at hooker. He's been um, less in the try-scoring department for hookers this season, but what he's done over the ball and just physically up front for Leicester has been part and soul of the top team. So, yeah, Montoya. No, great, great shout. Definitely the, the hooker of the season. Um, although I'm sure the folk on Falcons boys might have a little bit to say about that later, <laughs> later on in the, in the recording. Um, right, so again, back to you, Marcelo. Um, I'm going to go from, for Creamy at hooker from London Irish. Um, scored a hell of a lot of tries. Mobile, he's you know he's quick, he's industrious, he's nuisance at the breakdown as well. And I just think you know London Irish side that have massively impressed all season, impressed everybody. So uh, yeah, he's my pick at hooker. No, again, a great shot. I think that the three hookers you're looking at this season, isn't it, is is Montoya, Creamy, and McGuigan. Um, not to give anyone any ideas. Um, I'm sure that uh, they're probably um, probably going to uh, go for him when, once the time comes. Um, but again, this takes us back to um, to Rugby Inside Line now. So again, I'm going to pick on their behalf and I'm going to go AJ McGinty um, as their 10 option. Um, again, they didn't give me a lot to work on here other than a list of names. So if they're fuming with me after this episode, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I'm just picking, picking from your list and doing the best I can. Um, but no, stellar season again when he, once he's been fit. And I think he's going to do some top things at Bristol next year. Maybe they um, thought Smith would already be gone. True. Yeah, true. Obviously still on the cards. But they've they've given me 
they've put AJ McGinty ahead of Smith. So that'd be an interesting one to uh, yeah. to see. Um, moving back, Cherry Jam. Oh, there's yeah. a, a player that we want next. So please don't. Uh, well, uh, number 10, Smith by a mile. I don't even know why you would put AJ McGinty in front of that. That's ridiculous. I can kind of understand Ford, but uh, Marcus Smith, I mean, the, the try that he set up for Louis Liner at the weekend, I'm not sure many 10s can do that in the Premiership. Um, and again, superb season. The one blip was in the Champions Cup, wasn't it? But I think other than that, he's been excellent. Yeah, definitely. He's one of those players which gets a load of plaudits and then you think, is he being overrated? And then you watch him play and you think, no, he deserves pretty much all of that. Um, yeah, great pick. I, I'm surprised it's taken this long for him to go, actually. So, um, yeah, great pick with, uh, with Smith. And then we've got a double pick now for Focon Falcons, Philip and Ian. Um, yeah, well, as you said, no one's surprised. Um, going for the one positive for us this season, that is England's best hooker, George McGuigan. Um, Never puts a foot wrong. Absolutely brilliant every game. Scores sat load of tries. Very unlucky because of the penalty try against Northampton to have not been level with Malins at the end there. Um, also signed a courtly player when you play brilliantly week in, week out for a pretty poor team. So, yeah, absolute showing for us at hooker. Yeah, no, no, no qualms with that at all. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, great pick. Um, goes again to yourselves on the on the reverse draft. So, who would be your your third pick? Yeah, um, the oh no, it's your right. Sorry, apologies. Just still, still yeah. he's keen. He's keen, keen, really keen. keen. <laughs> I think uh, we'll go for props because the scarce in ability in the Premiership. I feel this Ooh, season's been a bit harsh. <laughs> Very few good ones. I think I'm going to go for Dan Cole just because he's got the experience and he just gets scrum penalties with fun, which seems to be what half the game's about these days. No, absolutely. Apparently, one of the most annoying players to play against, the way he's just gritty across the field. Um, but no, I think that's a good shout, quite understated, I think. Um, but yeah, heaps of experience coming in there from, from Dan Cole. Um, Ed, we can release you now. Come Thank in. You. You, you yeah, sorry, I'm a bit too eager there. Um, I was gonna, again, I, I've literally no idea about scrummaging. Um, so, and again, the, there's quite a, a dearth of uh, of obvious names. So, um, I'm picking one of the lads have picked in uh, Rod. At uh, we'll go for Loosehead. Uh, I think that's where he plays. Um, <laughs> I've no idea. Literally no idea, as you can tell. Uh, but Rod, um, he to be fair, we when we went up to um, uh, at a cello in the season, he he was basically kind of turned the game on their behalf so uh, and, and has been excellent and has deserved his spot in the England squad as well No, couldn't agree more couldn't agree more what surprised me this season is Rod's work over the ball um, fantastic player over the ball and obviously looking pretty promising through um, through scrum time as well so no I think that's a I think that's a great pick um, back to rugby inside line which I should have prepared for who they're going for um, but I think based on some of their tweets I think they'll be very happy with me for picking this one um, but I'm going to go for Ben Earl through the seven shirt um, yeah obviously I think he was Saracen's player of the year um, I think he might have won the premiership player of the year as well today um, I which I think no I think Ben Earl got it today so um, a little bit of a surprising one there but again no detriment to, to Earl because I think he's been fantastic this season um, yeah absolute workhorse through seven and, and does pretty much all you can want from a flanker so yeah we'll go for Ben Earl through the seven shirt um, I think also, Will, just quickly before my circuit's in, I think one of the reasons why Bristol has struggled this season has been the lack of Earl. And uh, and I think we've also mentioned um, Malins as well. 
No, I completely agree. Yeah, you, you look at the gritty stuff that Ben Earl does over the ball, just tackles, just left, right and centre, and obviously the flashy um, attack inside of Maylands as well. No, I, I completely agree. And it's a huge loss, especially alongside Siali Piatal as well, who went last season too. Um, so, yeah, we'll go for Ben Earl through the seven shirt. So, um, yeah, Mar Marcelo. We mentioned Bristol there, and I, as much as they have missed Ben Earl, I'm actually going to stick at seven go with Fitz Harding just because he's one of my favourite players. Um, he's so mobile, so quick. He's so good. At it. He literally does everything you need. And obviously, Bristol have really struggled this season, but he has been the, the kind of the bright bright spot for, for Bristol. And I just think he does it all. And obviously, he's got his call up to the England squad this week. So, um, yeah, he'd be my seventh. No, I think that's absolutely fair enough. He's He's been one of the players that sort of, we talked about a discovery just before we started recording, didn't we? Um, sort of burst onto the scene a little bit this season. I think he might have played a couple of times last year, but this has certainly been his, his best season by distance. Um, and yeah, super athletic player, can play, I think, all across the back row. So I think that's, a again, a really understated but great pick there. Um, so yeah, good shout with with that one. Um, type five, Caminetto. Yeah, we're going to fill our halfback pairing and pick Owen Farrell at 10. Um, he's only made eight starts this season, but each one of them has been a nine or 10. No, absolutely, absolutely. It's Well, you look at your Smiths and things coming through, um, great options coming through, but then you've got your old old reliable with Farrell. Um, never really seems to put a foot wrong. Sometimes puts a shoulder wrong. Um, but yeah, he tends to be a pretty consistent through his... Um, through his time, especially in that that ten shirt, um, I'm assuming you were going for for him at ten, yeah. We were going for him at ten rather than a twelve. Yeah, yeah, ten, ten, Farrell. Perfect. Yeah, I'll slot him in there. Um, so back for our pick now. Um, I know he's played eight a little bit more than um, Dan six, but we're going to go for Ruben Ackerman through six. Um, I think his carrying ability this season has just been off the chain. Um, yeah, his physicality is just just massive and then especially when you put him through six rather than eight um yeah I think he's been a uh, fantastic and and a lot of uh, credit has to go to him for, for Gloucester's attack I think he's um been a real real asset to that back row um Prem Rugby tweets uh or, or yeah Prem Rugby tweets Tom um your shout mate yeah um so I'm gonna first go with uh Ollie Hassel Collins on the other wing um he's he's beaten tons of defenders this season uh, 15 try involvements. So I, I think he's definitely, uh, he, he's been class for, for London Irish. Uh, great shout, great shout. Absolute physicality monster, isn't he? As well as just being absolute wheels. Um, I think Arundel's actually sort of overshone him a bit, even though I think Hassel Collins has been the better player through the through the season. Um, but no, I think, um, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a, a class player for London Irish and, and an exciting squad building. Um, so yeah, back to you. Um, back to you again, Tom. Um, yeah. So the fly-offs seem to be going quite quickly. Um, so I'm going to go with Adam Hastings as my informed Gloucester fly-off. No, I think that's a good shout, mate. Definitely a good shout. Um, one thing I like about Hastings this season is he sort of went through a little bit of a, a dull period, um, and then he really just brought that back. And when you're sort of playing behind a pack, that was as dominant and focused as, as Gloucester's was this year, it's get quite easy to get a little bit bored. Um, uh, so, yeah, really enjoyed um, him coming back. And obviously, as a Gloucester fan, uh, joined with Cherry Jam, Ed. Um, I'm sure you'd, you'd also enjoyed his, uh, his performances this season. 
Yeah, he's definitely improved as the season's come on. And I think in the last couple of weeks, if you've been watching Gloucester, there's been a bit more flair to the attacking play and that's definitely benefited uh, Hastings. I think you're right. We did struggle early in the season, or he struggled certainly, where um, so much was going through the forwards. There wasn't a huge amount going outside of it. So um, he's definitely benefited from the, the change in style of play as the season's gone on. No, absolutely. And he's obviously been rewarded with a, with a Scotland call-up again this year um, for the for the summer game. So, yeah, really impressed with Hastings this season. And, um, yeah, I'm sure the best is yet to come. Um, back to us now. Obviously, we can see a lot of props are going. So it's been panic stations um, as we've readjusted our order. <laughs> and we're going to go for Joe Hayes um, for the three shirt. Been a real storm out in that shirt for, um, uh, for Leicester. Um, starting to get a little bit more recognition internationally now. Um, and yeah, still a young guy who's got a lot of uh, lot of rugby ahead of him. Um, so yeah, that's who we're going for from the three jersey. Um, back to you, type five. Yeah, looks we're gonna look like copycats here, but we're gonna go with the loose uh, tight head as well and pick Vincent Cock. Um, he's been phenomenal as usual. He's one of the best tight heads in the world, and in the Saris pack, he's been industrious. He's had a couple of twenty-plus tackle games, which is just ridiculous for a front rower uh, and barnstorming as usual. So he'll lock down our, our scrum. No, great option. Great option. The only thing I will say is he did get beat up by uh, Charlie Chapman. Um, but apart from, apart from that, he's had a, he's had a great season. Um, sorry, I can't help myself, but to get that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's, he's had a great season. And obviously I think uh, Wasp's fine. It's a shame the Wasp guy couldn't come and talk a little bit more on this. Um, but yeah, I think there'll be, very excited to see him come in in the, the yellow and black hoops next season. Um, back to you, Marcelo. Yeah, so the fly-off seems to be flying off the shelf, so I'm going to have to stick my stick my oar in here. I'm going to go with Paddy Jackson at 10. Um, I was happy to see him kind of bottle it big time in the uh, Premiership Cup final. Uh, I enjoyed that. But otherwise, I just think... In terms of, I just can't help but like this London Irish side, and you've got to look at their fly off in terms of how he makes things happen. His his kicking game over in the final is very very good, and he's had many clutch moments already this season. I just think, uh, given that I like to play nice fancy rugby with exciting rugby, I think Paddy Jackson is the perfect guy for me to have at my fly off. No, I think that's absolutely fair enough, and I think he almost like epitomises, doesn't he, this London Irish team with with sort of the experience they've got as well as the the sort of youthful, um, exciting side of things as well. So, no, I think that's a, a great shout there. Um, again, I'll pick up London Irish's, um, London Irish's pick, rugby inside lines pick, I should say. Um, and I don't think he's gone yet, but I'm going to go for Joe Marchant um, at 13. Um, again, had a great season. I think he's really opened himself up. And when some people have said, is he a winger, is he a 13? I think he's really cemented that 13 jersey down now. Um and yeah, quite the playmaker through um, through that 13 channel. And I'm sure, especially with Manu and Slade being injured, he's probably going to be one of the first names on the team sheet come uh, England's tour to Australia through the summer. Um, destroyed us at Yeah, and also, yeah, <laughs> also absolutely destroyed Gloucester in that second half. Um, at Twickers, um, back to you, Ed. Sorry to leave you on a, on a Gloucester... Lost a loss introduction there. <laughs> no, sorry, there's been enough of them, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> even when we've been down this season. Uh, to be fair, you talk about a player who's destroyed Gloucester, um, has to be number four, uh, Maro Toje, who, uh, again, hasn't played as much probably as previous seasons, but every time he has played, as always, has been immense. Um, I mean, against us in the, in the Challenge Cup, 
quarterfinal, he was just ridiculous. I mean, it, it was it was borderline scary how good he was. Um, and um, I mean, to be fair, every one of the guys on the pod picked him. And um, I think exactly was word world's best. So got to have him in the team. Yeah, can't argue with that. Can't argue with that at all. Absolute disruptor, isn't he? Um, athletic freak as well, being the size he is. He was warming up the other day and I, was, I sort of, you, you don't appreciate how big some of these players are until you see them when you're, when you're live and at the ground. Um, and he is an absolute monster of a man. Um, and yeah, rightly so. He, he did absolutely dismantle Gloucester in that uh, that Challenge Cup game. Um, so yeah, great pick. Again, surprised he's actually gone this late. I would have thought he would have went a little bit earlier. Um, but no, great pick. Um, Falcon Falcons, double pick again for you guys. Yeah, well, my heart's running out, but there's been one which... I, mean, I was actually going to go for Paddy Jackson using the same words going into the radar, but another one who seems to have his damn bigger um, quality player, like a real X-Factor player, has been that for absolutely years now. Um, generally does it for Wales, did it certainly against us for Northampton the other day, and it's been brilliant for them for years now. Um, knows how to pull the strings, phenomenal off the tee, you know, for an all-round fly half, you know, many ways, you can't think of much better, I think. No, I, I completely agree. And sometimes you just need that international pedigree, don't you? And he brings exactly that. Um, just consistent all around the park, off the tee, through the hands. He just knows he knows the game better than most. And no, I think that's a great pick. Um, and definitely under the radar, apparently. Not going, well, is it the last fly half to go? Um, Dan Bigger, so no, great pick late on. Um, yeah, and, and for the for the double pick. Um, I think I am going to have to go for Adam Radman. Um Absolute box office, as well as absolute wheels. Largely the two are linked. Um, if you just look at his stats this year, for when he gets the ball about one and a half times a game, it's ridiculous. The meters made and all the rest of it. And um, you just have to look at his highlight reels week after week, see what he produces. And he's, I, I think, one on one, the best finisher in the middle country by an absolute mile. No, absolutely. I, I can't really argue with that. One question I do want to ask you on the back, and you've probably seen it coming: Who's faster, Radwan or Zamet? And feel uh, free anyone else to chime in. Over 30 yards, Radwan, length of the pitch, maybe we still want to get going, but I'd also have him on the right one, not left. No, absolutely fair enough. I think, uh, I think I'd agree with that. We've always said on here, I think straight line speed probably be Zam shortly, like be very close. Yeah. But then if you're looking at footwork, man, I get dizzy every time I watch Radwan step. Um, he's an absolute joke. Um, yeah, great pick there. Great pick there. And should have seen that one coming, really, shouldn't we? Um, but no. Fantastic. Pick having him in the 11. Oh, so you wanted him on, on the right wing, sorry, did you say? Yeah, that's the preferred one. They always get stuck on the left by Eddie Johnson. We've got one place for us on the right. <laughs> no problem at all. He's in the 14 jersey. That is locked in. Um, back to Jerry Jam, Ed. Yeah, uh, this is a difficult one because we could play him in about three different positions. Uh, he is a Gloucester player and he is an absolute pod favourite and he's a fan favourite and it's Freddie Clark. I'm going to stick him in at five just because it might give me a bit of a tactical edge later. Um, but uh, we're going to go, yeah, uh, he's he's one of those players, he's, I'm, we're so happy that he's got into the England squad. Thoroughly deserved it. It's been, I think, other than other than Ben Earl, I think he was the second top tackler in the, in the league. Um, and every time he plays, Gloucester look a, a really decent t- team. So, yeah, when he's not playing, we, we struggle. No, I absolutely agree with that. And it's, it's it's a back row. He's got the athleticism of a back row, isn't it, with the the height and the power of the second row. So he's a, he's a great sort of hybrid player through there. And I completely agree. One of my um, 
one of my favourite players this season as well to watch. Um, and I think that's a great pick. And likewise, so chuffed that he's got himself into that England setup. Um, that's quite a formidable second row, isn't it? A Toji and Clark. That's quite a that's quite a solid second row pair. And hopefully, we see it for England sometime soon. Um, I think that could give the uh, the Australians a little bit of grief at least. Um, but no, fantastic pick. Um, so I'm assuming when you picked a Toji that you wanted a Toji through four through the second row. <laughs> yeah, we'll go for that one for now. Um, if we want to change that at a later date, that's not a problem, but we'll have them in the full jersey for now. Um, I'm going to go for rugby inside lines pick. Um, someone who's really developed this season, um, obviously got himself a nice shiny contract over at Saracens now, but uh, Tizard goes in in the full shirt. Um, super athletic, powerful. Um, yeah, just an all-round top player and still very, very young. So I think he's got a huge future um, ahead of him. So, yeah, I'll go for Tizard for the rugby inside line pick. Over to you, Marcelo. Mm, it's interesting now. Uh, I think I'm going to go for Mateus Moroni at 13. Um, again, obviously, for obvious reasons, Leicester have been so good this season. And he's just one of those players that he's... He's not necessarily absolutely massive. You don't think he's a massively physical present, but he is so agile, but he's also still massively powerful at the same time. And I just think that that centre partnership, that midfield at Leicester has been so, so good. And uh, yeah, he's my pick for outside centre. No, great shot. And I think he's definitely one of the players who's flown under the radar this year. I seem to remember. He's always one of those players who just flies around. He looks out of control of the game, doesn't he? And just going wild. But he knows exactly what he's doing and it absolutely plays to, to Leicester's advantage. So I think that's a great pick, 313. Um, over to you, Type 5. Yeah, we're going to fill out our front row just because we love them so much. Um, we're going to pick Joe Marler at Loosehead. Um, a player that doesn't really need to be big up, um, but one of the best scrummagers in the world and just another great season for him. Ageing like a fine wine. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm really, really glad you picked him because that was definitely going to be our next pick. Um, but a great player, obviously, um, can play both sides, I think, as well. And just the ultimate wind-up merchant. Um, and if we could do some of those NFL mic'd up games, um, I'd be very keen to stick one on oh, him. Yeah. Although I think and you might need a, I think you might need a, a, a bleeper. Um, fairly active if you were if you were following him round. But no, that's a great pick. Um, we're going to follow suit and fill out the prop. We're actually going to go for um, Val Rapava Ruskin. Um, absolute powerhouse this season. I think what he brings sort of in the, in sort of when he carries the ball um, and especially over the ball, I don't think many other front rowers have that sort of ability, especially not quite at the standard that he's got. Um, so I'm going to go for Val Rapava Ruskin as my number one. Um, back over to you, Tom. Um, as a Tigers fan, I was uh, sort of debating between having Tommy Raphael or Hanro Liebenberg uh, on, uh, as one of my flankers, um, but I'm going to go with both of them because uh, I have two picks. Okay, no way. So who was that? Sorry, I just lost you there briefly. Uh, Tommy Raphael and Hanro Liebenberg. Fantastic. I'm going to absolutely butcher the spelling of this guy, so podcast listeners, um, don't worry about it. I've definitely spelled it right. Um, but no, I think that's a... Uh, a great shot. I think Rafael, especially, um, sort of getting a little bit more international recognition now. Just an absolute class operator, isn't he? Um, and yeah, yeah. I, I am a little worried he, he might end up leaving us um, at some point soon, but 
whilst we have him, uh, he's, he's definitely worth having in the team. No, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And they've been, um, especially with with how pack dominated um, that Tiger side have been this year. Um, no, two two absolutely great picks there. So um, yeah, impressed with that. It's given us slightly more issues again. Um, thanks very much. Um, I think what we're going to go for is Freddie Stewart at fifteen. Um, again, with the dominance that he's had this season. Um, Looks a great player. Obviously, a lot of people saying Arundel's going to come in and snatch the England 15 jersey. If you think anyone's pushing Stewart out for the next sort of 10 years, they're going to have to be some player. Um, no, I think he's the best 15 in the league by a country mile. Um, yeah, just absolutely solid as they come. So, yeah, Freddie Stewart's going in for us at 15, um, which takes us back to Caminetto again, type five. Yeah, surprised it took this long to get to uh, fullbacks, and we're going to be right back at you and take Tyrone Green, who we had in our team of the season as well. Um, I think he went a bit under the radar lately because he was injured back into the season, but uh, still top in meters gained, uh, third in defenders beaten. I mean, this guy is really, really good, and he was really good under the high ball as well. So uh, great option, I think, for us. No, I think that's I think that's a great shout. Again, one of those players which I thought was going to go much earlier. Um, you look at the razzle dazzle that Quinns bring, and I think he's absolutely at the forefront of a lot of that stuff. Um, so no, I think that's a, a fantastic pick there. Um, Marcelo, back to you. Uh, so the first of the probably more obvious ones for me, uh, I want to go uh, Duhan van der Merwe on the left wing at number 11. Um, I just think the guy, in terms of if we're talking about form and how they've done this season, then when you spend big money on a player, you want them to, you want them to kind of show why you spend the big bucks. And uh, he's been brought in and he hit the ground running. Uh, he's scored some unbelievable tries, but his ability to just get the ball wherever he is uh, and, and make yards and, and take tackles with him. He's been, obviously I've watched him week in, week out. He has been honestly just unbelievably good. And uh, yeah, he's my obvious pick at number 11. No, I think again, it's a brilliant pick. Um, I don't think we you, you rarely see dominance from a winger as much as you do with Duhan um, and the playmaking aspect that he brings as well when he flies through. Sort of, he, he plays through a lot of the 13 channel, doesn't he? Quite often off the back of sort of set piece moves. Obviously, you'll be able to talk a little bit better on that than I will. Um, yeah, it's like first phase, first phase off the line, out off the scrum. It's just, you say it's an easy option because it is just a simple option, but it's so, so effective. His, try at Gloucester in the Premiership Rugby Cup semi-final where he just took the ball off first phase off the scrum and carried about five players over the line uh, from about 20 metres was uh, was kind of just epitomised what he's what he's really done for Worcester especially within a team that have notoriously struggled for ball carriers as well No, definitely I think that's a fantastic pick and you did say you wanted him through 11 didn't you? Perfect, yeah, that's great so he's gone into there um, back with me again um, obviously representing inside line um uh, a bit of a fan favorite um a lot of people think that he should have had a had a potential try of the season um nomination after his filthy dummy earlier on in the year um but we're going to go for will collier through tight head um had a stellar season i think I believe it's his first try scoring season this year um but yeah whereas you look at all of the flashy players for quins um sometimes you need to get a little bit dominant through the pack side of things. Um, and I think Will Collier absolutely brings that. So I'm going to go for Will Collier through three. Um, and I've put him in through two. So I'm going to change him and put him in at three. Um, back to you, Ed. 
Uh, right, this is where I do know what I'm talking about, sort of, which is the backs and uh, <clears throat> particularly wingers. Again, quite surprised it's taken this long to get anywhere near these guys, actually. Um, I have to say, probably 14, we're going to go for Louis Liner, um, who is, again, an absolutely superb player. Um, has, really, really has come on this season. I mean, he, he, he kind of broke through towards the tail end of last season and made such an impact in the semi-final, final um eventually Eddie Jones will pick him and we'll get he'll get a cap um before the Australians realize how good he is but uh yeah but superb winger no I completely agree with that completely agree with that um and for you is, is he one of the the players that will be in this this side if, if you were England coach would he be one of the wingers you'd be taking yeah yeah I think he's got a, he's got the whole skill set he's got the pace his defense actually the one the one thing you always sometimes see with wingers you always a bit worry about defensively but I've never. Every time I've seen him play, he's he seems to be solid, and um, yeah, he's got the full skill set. And I think you've got to get him capped because eventually Australians are going to work out that he is very good, um, and um, they'll just throw a load of money at him. I imagine. So get him, get him capped, and get him done. No, I completely agree with that. He'd be in my side as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so Philip and Ian, back to you for your double pick. Yeah, well, I, I can't believe this guy hasn't been picked yet. Um, speaking about Gloucester and wingers, it's got to be Reece Samet. Uh, I think his Reece Samet Radwan combination can't get quicker than that. Um, I mean, we all know how brilliant he is, but if I just from a personal perspective, that try, I was there to see that try scored against us at Kingston Park, and that just sort of epitomizes the quality and ability he has. And he's just like Radwan, but slightly different in the sense that. If he gets the ball, he very much is a player who you, you, you're terrified to see as an opposition fan. Give him an inch and that, that's it, he'll be gone. So, yeah, he's got to be there as you're winging. No, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And I've, I know we've spoken about on our podcast in the past, um, the prospect of having a Radwan and Reece Samet wing pairing for, for the Lions at some point in the future is an incredibly exciting prospect. And, uh, yeah, very excited to see, see that day come. Um, so, no, great pick. And I agree. Surprised that he's gone gone this late on. Um, so so your second pick? Um, scrum halves are a premium these days, so I think we'll get our name in there and go for Randall. Um, I think he shows that rugby is a game for all shapes and sizes. Not many players smaller than him in the league, but he pulls more than his weight, obviously. And I think with him squeezing through the gaps and then Radwan and Rissamit finishing off on the outside, it'd be quite an interesting combination if it ever came to be. No, I completely agree. Um, yeah, great, great selection. Not many people in the league think quicker than Randall. Um, I don't know how many times we've seen him break the line and exploit some defences with a quick tap and go. Um, so yeah, I think he's a he's an excellent pick. Um, yeah, super exciting, and and I can see him being an important factor and uh, player in in the England side for for years to come. Um, so no, I think that's a, a fantastic shout there with Randall. Um, back to you, Ed. I'm sure you probably had your eye on Reece at some point. Uh, it was a possibility, but there's 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 plenty of choice. Um, so I, again, I'm going to go for another winger actually, and we'll get him out of the way. Um, Harry Potter at, um, at Leicester. Um, again, just a player that I think has come on a huge amount in the last 12 to 18 months, and um, you know I, I think he, he did suffer a bit of an injury, didn't he? Relatively recently, or I seem to remember him getting injured. Um, but before that point, he was being he was up, up in terms of the form wingers in the in the Premiership. Um, and again, strong in the tackle, um, really elusive as well. I mean, I, I think he played in a game at King's Own when Leicester were really struggling 
and was pretty much their standout player. So, um, you know, a couple of years ago, and he was superb this season. So definitely in my team. No, absolutely agree. He came through as a bit of a novelty, didn't he, when a lot of people saw his name. Um, but I think the whole league definitely takes him seriously now. Um, yeah, fantastic player. Um, even when he did disappear down the side of uh, whatever stadium it was he played at. I don't know if you guys remember that, jumping over the, the railings and disappearing down a 10-foot hole. Um, quote the magic trick. Um, but no, great, uh, great uh, selection there, Ed. Um, again, for inside line, I've gone for um, Rory Hutchinson. Um, if you watch if you tune into a lot of the inside line tweets, um, you'll understand how much these guys love Hutchinson. Um, so I think it would be a disservice if anyone else nabbed him before inside line got him. So yeah, we'll put him in through the 12 jersey. Um, okay, back to you, Marcelo. Um, ooh. Um, yeah, I'm going to make sure I get him before. I'm not sure if anyone else would, but... Another player for me who I obviously watch a lot of, uh, who I just think's in the form of his life at the moment, and I wasn't actually sure if he would ever get to the point where I think he'd be in contention for uh, for England again. That's Ted Hill. Uh, uh, I'd have him at number six. I just think about a season ago, he was quite a way off the rest of the flankers in England, and now I think he's bridged that gap. Uh, he's shown that he can play across the second row and across the whole of the back row. He's played really well at number eight recently. And I just think the guy is so quick, so powerful, so good, so good at everything. Um, and absolutely 100% deserved his England call up. And uh, hopefully he can just keep kicking on from here. And uh, I think at 23 years old, he's so he's got so much more to give as well. No, absolutely. And he, he when you say he does it all, he literally does do it all. And I don't know, I can't remember the game, but he took off the other week, didn't he? And he really opened himself up. And the wheels that he's got for a bloke of his size is just absolutely crazy. And I know there's a lot of chat about players, how they're not really fully in this England setup yet. But Ted Hill, for me, tops that chart. And I have no idea how he's not flying high um, with, with his hands on a, a back row shirt yet. Um, and obviously, as you say, with his versatility as well. Yeah, I think he's an absolutely outstanding player. So I think that's a brilliant pick. Um, yeah, and, and through six, yeah, through the six jersey. Perfect. Okay. Right. Back to, to type five. Yeah, we're going to take the player I would least like to tackle in the Premiership, and that's big Nomani Nadolo on the wing, on the left wing. Um, just destructive as ever once again. He just he brings something that not many wingers in world rugby can bring, and it's just sheer power. Um, so, yeah, we're going with Nadolo on the left wing. Yeah, I think that's a great shout, and I'm definitely with you with... I'd be calling your man if he was running down my channel all day long. Um, absolutely don't fancy that one bit. Um, no, great pick. Um, one of the obvious ones, isn't it, to get Nadolo? Um, but obviously with the, the sort of breadth of, of great wingers in the league, it's no surprise that they're still in the conversation at this stage. Um, we're going to go for um, Lazowski through 13. Um, I think through the periods where Farrell was out, he really took on... Um, sort of the playmaking side of things. Obviously, you can slot in at 15, uh, can slot in at 13, uh, 12 or 10. Um, plays pretty well through all of them. Um, and yeah, just a, a solid, consistent player who who always just gets the job done. Um, and yeah, a, a great side. It'll be very interesting to see if he does get that Italian um, Italian call-up that's been linked for, for a long time. Um, but yeah, great player. And then back to, uh, back to Tom. 
Yeah, so my first pick is is going to be fullback. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Freeman um, because I, I think he's he's a very similar player to Freddie Stewart. Um, I think he's slightly underrated because of that, um, because Stewart is is sort of on everyone's minds at the moment. Everyone sort of overlooks Freeman, um, but he, he's got great running lines. And yeah, I think he's just all around very good. And then my second pick, uh, I'm going to go for 12. I'm going to go for Dan Kelly. Uh, I think he's one of the best uh, inside centres in the league. Uh, I'm surprised no one's picked him already. Um, hopefully he'll be back for us, uh, for us this weekend. No, I think that's a great shot. And I think a lot of people are quite amused as to how he's not not in that England 12 jersey. I know we spoke about England a lot today, um, but no, great player. Brings that sort of physical presence as well that we sort of miss when when you're, you're lacking that Manny Tuolangi type um, type character. I think we're going to follow suit and go for 12. Do you want to announce it? Because we've been having a little bit of a debate. So I'll let you make the decision. Uh, yeah, we're going to go for Dick Tompkins from Saracens. Absolute animal. Um, really stepped up this season, I think. As you said, with Farrell being injured um, for quite a long period. And yeah, he showed it last week um, where he just ran the show. Ran, uh, oh, was it last week? Against Northampton, whenever they played them. Um, just ran through them consistently. He was a menace. And yeah, it was really, really strong. And yeah, he's, he should step up now for Sar- uh, for Wales, sorry. And, and a partnership of him and George North would be tasty for Wales. No, I completely agree with that. Completely agree. There was a, another player that we were debating there, but... All the, all the hard decisions go across to Seagrave. Um, so glad he went for, for a decent one there. Um, back to type five. Yeah, we're a little gutted you took uh, Tompkins. Thought we might be able to nab him later on. He's a great player. Um, really plays with his heart on his sleeve. But we're going to take another guy that's really tough at 13, though, and it's going to be Curtis Rona for London Irish. I think he's been the like defensive leader of that uh, London Irish side. And when he's been in, in form, they've been humming... And in attack, he's just, you know, hard as nails, runs it straight, um, quick as well, has that league background. So he's a top player. We'll have him at 13. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I think, again, we, we've mentioned flying under the radar. And I think Rona definitely flies under the radar, quite the playmaker. And again, he's one of those players you don't quite realise how big, big and physical he is. Um, but yeah, he certainly gets it done um, through that 13 channel. So no, great shout. Great shout there. Um, back to Marcelo. Who are we going for? Another Worcester boy? No, I think I think that's it in terms of Worcester boys for me. Um, uh, probably going to have to go with. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to put Fraser Dingwall in there and swap him with Moroni and put Moroni at twelve and Dingwall at thirteen if that's possible. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I just think yeah, you know, it's a lot a lot been mentioned about Northampton already and how good they've been in attack and. Um, He's just one of those flair players as well. And I think that that centre partnership right there of Moroni and the power and the brute and Dingwall with that kind of outside step on the outside shoulder is a is a really nice combination. Yeah, and that's definitely quite a just looking at how your back line's faring up at the moment. Jackson with Van der Merwe, Moroni and Dingwall playing outside him. That's a that's a very, very tasty pro, uh, sort of product coming out of there. So no, I think that's a, a good shot. Again, quite underrated Dingwall this season, especially. Um no, I think that's a, a good shout. So brings us back to inside line, um, which we are going to go for. Again, Dingwall was going to be, obviously, big Northampton fans over there. Dingwall was going to be one of the boys 
which we took um, for there. We're going to go for a player who's been a little bit um, sort of... E he came through really strong and then after a couple of England sort of appearances, he, he kind of went a little bit quiet. Um, but we're going to go for Rafi Quirk, obviously played under uh, Faf for a long period. Um, as certainly a sort of his understudy when Faf's been fit. Um, obviously Faf taken off this year. I think Rafi is really going to build into that um, that nine shirt for sale. Um, and the, the fight for, for the England nine is definitely on um, and Quirk's definitely in it as well. So we're going to go for Rafi Quirk for, for rugby inside line at nine. Um, over to, to Ed. Yeah, Scrum Off's an interesting one because I think there's there's the obvious, you know, big top selections in Danny Kerr and, and Alex Mitchell and they went early. Um, the other player I think who's done really well this year, I think, I think in a team that struggled uh, a bit of up and down, but I think Jack Maunder, uh, Exeter, uh, at nine, I'd probably um, we'll put him in there. Um, again, slightly tactical. There's a reason for this. So, uh, <laughs> but but um, but no, he, I, I genuinely do think he's he's again another guy who's he's kind of in on the outside of the just slightly on the outside of the England setup. Probably there's probably one or two players like slightly ahead of him, um, but he's going to be a very good important player for for uh, for them going forward. No, I completely agree. Good shout. Um, and again, obviously, Exeter not had the best season, but they have had a couple of quiet, really nice uh, performers through the season. So, no, I think that's a, a good pick. Um, which brings us back to Philip and Ian. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just about to say, because of their disappointing season, no one's picked any Exeter players, but here we go, we're going to pick some more. Um, Henry Slade at 13. Um, again, one of these players on his day, I guess he can, be, he can just seem a class above at times. Ball in hand, both in terms of passing it out, smashing through defences, even off the boot. You know, sometimes if he's on form, I don't think there's many better in the Premiership. So I think him, along with you have Estes in the centre, and you two Rapids out in the wing, that's got to be a pretty tasty looking back line. No, completely agree. Completely agree. And as you say, on his day, pretty unplayable, isn't he, with his sort of vast skill set? And then Brilliant. I think um, to finish off what I think is quite a good backline, um, another guy with a big boot, another guy from Exeter who's somehow been overlooked as well as Hogg. Um, I don't quite know how he's made it this far without being selected, but it might be he drops everything. But hopefully the, uh, <laughs> I don't remember that and I remember the good bits of his game. I think that's a, a good selection and a, a good evaluation of his season as well. Many ex-Talans would have wanted though, as he. I think that might be why he's like yeah. He's one of those players where I think because of his high standards, you expect a world-class performance every week. Um, but even when he sort of has a quiet game where he just goes about his business and he's a very underrated kicker of the ball as well, the way he sort of manages the game with the boot. Um, so no, I, again, I'm quite surprised that he hasn't gone before um, before now. But no, good shout with um with Hog there, so it's so a two X to boys for the Falcon Falcons. Um, and then back to you again, Ed. Yeah, uh, back row for me. Um, I, we're gonna stick uh, Lewis Ludlow at uh, we'll go for six. I mean, uh, just again, I'm trying to trying to be thinking, it's difficult because there's, there's so many brilliant back row players in the in the in England and in the Premiership. Um, but Lewis, Lewis Ludlow, we had doubts about him as a captain, his discipline was a bit iffy. He's totally cleaned that up, and um, I think that's the third standing ovation he's had at King's Home after coming off as a substitute. Um, he's just he epitomizes everything that's gone right for Gloucester this year, 
Uh, and again, another player, probably, I, I do struggle to understand why he's not in the England team um, ahead of some players who are. Um, you know, there's certain players in certain positions who have not been good this year who got into the England squad and let alone been consistently brilliant. So, no, I'd agree. And I think the key term when you're talking about Luds is just leads by example, um, leaves everything on the field and then just, yeah, doesn't stop running, doesn't stop tackling and just an absolute machine who's only improved. So, no, I think that's a great pick through um, for that, that six jersey. That's a, a great, a great selection. Um, slightly jealous because he was definitely on my shortlist for 12. Um, for 12? For seven. <laughs> for 12. Definitely not for 12. <laughs> um, definitely for seven. Um, going back to rugby inside line. Um, we spoke a little bit before, and if anyone was going to pick them, it was going to be these boys, and they've been quite high up on the 15 list. Um, we've gone for Henry Arundel, um, hell of a player, really. Um, only just seen the start of him this season, um, really made sort of moves. He, he's lightning quick, he's got a great step, and he, he's a lot stronger than he looks as well. How many um, starts in the league they were? Only one start in the league so far <laughs> this season, which may cause a little bit of a debate. Um, but no, he's certainly an exciting player. Um, yeah, can play on the wing or through fullback. So we'll see how he develops. But no, he's definitely one to keep an eye on if um, you haven't seen the 10,000 BT Sport tweets about it already. Um, over to you again, Marcelo. Yeah, just on Aaron I just can't quite wrap my head around how, how much he's being bigged up at the moment. And I just think you always, always have to be careful with bigging up players like this so early after just a couple of try highlight real try type things and um but yeah anyway um uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go into my second row and i know he doesn't always play there and he tends to play a lot at six now i'm gonna go with courtney laws um as kind of a welshman as well as an italian i've seen him destroy wales on too many occasions to not have him in in any team that i ever pick ever I just think the guy is an absolute monster and I just don't think his, his levels ever really drop. Um, the fact that he can just continually be in an England setup year after year after year after year, I think the guy's just phenomenal. So regardless of whether he's, even if he's half fit, I'd still take him. So Courtney Law's definitely been my second round. No, I think that's absolutely fair. Just on a side point, did you see his thumb the other day? Oh, that was a... That was a nasty one, a very nasty one. How he played in like what two weeks or something after? Quite he's a monster, absolute monster. Yeah, he's uh, he's certainly built different to uh, to normal folk. Um, but no credit credit to him. Obviously, a great second row and back row operator. So so great pick there. Um, Caminero for type five. Yeah, we're gonna pair Curtis Rona with his club mate at centre, uh, Ben Hard, Jansen van Rensburg, who we had as London Irish's player of the season. Uh, one of, if not the signing of the season, just so destructive. And such a, he's a dual threat player. Got great hands, can kick it. He's just been ridiculous this season. Yeah, and how good is he over the ball as well? Yeah, absolute he disruptor. Can he can do everything. No, he is fantastic. To be fair, um, yeah, absolute workhorse as well. I, I think he's been a quietly, um, quietly being fantastic through 12. So, no, that's a great pick, I think. Um, we're going to go for um, Jean-Luc Dupria, one of the many Dupria um, brothers to play in the league. Um, we're going to go for him through the four jersey. Um, you could pick any of the Dupries and they, they'd be um, be no, not out of place in the team the season side. Um, yeah, the, the pure aggression and physicality they play with is just unmatched, I think. Um, 
so yeah having someone like him through the second row a bit of south african strength coming in for you um i don't think well i was about to say that didn't hurt anyone but i think it did actually hurt quite a few people um for a lot of uh, a lot of games this season so that that'll be our pick there which leaves us with tom with a double pick yeah, uh, I'm going to start it off with one of my locks. Uh, I'm going to go with Ollie Chesson, who uh, got his first England call-up this season, which was uh, well-deserved, I thought. Um, and then another player who's just broken back into the England squad, uh, I'm going to go with Nick Azikwe as my other lock. Yeah, great shouts, great shouts. Where would you like Azikwe to play? Back in through, this, I'm assuming, through the second rows with your flanker pairings? Uh, yes, please. No worries at all. Yeah, he's one which you don't realise how young Ezekwe is, do you? He's um he seems like just a seasoned player, obviously, for his loan at Northampton last year, made some serious moves. Um, yeah, great player, great physicality, and I think you've got a nice pair in there of physical yeah. and, and line out operating. Um, I think I think uh, out the two, uh, him and Atoji, I, I definitely go with him this season. No, that's a big shout over Atoji. I like it. I like it big. Big shout there. No, I think he's been fantastic. Um, that's a very, very tasty second row pairing. Um, we are going to finish off our front row now. Um, we're going to go for another Gloucester player. We're going to go for Jack Singleton. Um, just gone for strength from strength to strength this season. Um, fantastic through sort of one, one thing that Gloucester have struggled with is that before this season is sort of getting line out moves going. Um, it's sort of accuracy and, and speed of... of um, the way he moves and the way the ball moves through line-out time is is huge. And then obviously he gets about the pitch very well um, as well. So, yeah, uh, Jack Singleton is going in for us through the two jersey. Um, back to type five, Cam and Edda. Yep. At number eight, we're going to take Billy Vinopola. I mean, this guy just, just over a year ago was a barnstorming number eight for England. And uh, this year he's gone under the radar, but he's been quietly consistent for, for Saris, uh, doing just what he knows how to do best over the ball, ball carrying defensively. Uh, he's going to be a wrecking ball. Uh, and I think he's actually not that far off uh, England contention again, the way he's been playing. So a bit of he. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. And yeah, you mentioned how he sort of, no, I don't want to say dropped off because I think that's a little bit harsh, um, but he certainly hasn't been replicating the the same form we've seen from him, but he, he's been monumental in a lot of games back for Saracens this season. Um, so I think that's a, actually a really, really good shout. Um, no, it's a, it's a, that's a great pick. Um, brings us back to Marcelo. So, Marcelo, back with you. Yeah, I'm going to back with Leicester Tigers. I think he's still available. Jasper Visa is going to be my number eight. Uh, look, I think the guy's absolutely mental. Um, I think he's the kind of bloke you definitely wouldn't want to wouldn't want to irritate or or get on the wrong side of. He's not massively tall, but he is built like I won't say that. Uh, he's massive and he's a big big powerful boy you know Leicester have just pride themselves this season on being able to carry over the game on and just batter teams going forward and he kind of epitomizes everything that Leicester have done this season carry hard carry well uh, and a lot of yards so yeah Jasper Visa's uh, my number eight and also off the back off the back of the scrum as well he's a he's a quick boy so yeah he's my he's my number eight no I think that's a brilliant shout um definitely um he, I completely agree with someone you definitely don't want to irritate. Um, Nasty. Yeah, you will. You will feel that very soon after. Uh, yeah, and I don't think it's, di it's discipline. It's, I don't mean it's discipline. Obviously, isn't amazing, but I'd uh, I'd look past that to get no. in the team. 
I think that's I think that's absolutely fair with the carrying ability he brings. You sort of look past that, don't you, at times? Um, so no, great pick. Um, I'm going to go for someone for on behalf of Inside Line. Um, we're going to go for uh, Elliot Stuke through five. Um, he's been one of those players who sort of came into um, came into his side with, with sort of you know what you're getting with him. Um, especially through his time at Bath, a little bit through Gloucester as well. You saw how much of a just a consistent player he can be through the second row. And I think up until his nasty injury a few weeks back, he's absolutely done the same this season. Um, and he's definitely becoming a bit of a fan favourite. So, yeah, I'll go for Elliot Stuke through the five jersey. So it takes us back to Ed for Cherry Jam. Sorry, I couldn't, couldn't press the button. Uh, no anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so uh, just to confuse everybody, and it's the commentator's nightmare, isn't it? Uh, I, we've obviously got Lewis Ludlow at six, um, so we have to have uh, Lewis Ludlum at seven. Um, just because the entertain one, because it's entertaining and that people get the name wrong. Um, but no, he's again, he's he's the guy who drives Northampton forward, uh, captains them, has done really well again this season, and. I think it kind of gets overlooked a little bit with England. I, I, I think because again, because it's such a good and competitive area, and can he can play across the the back row really? Um, I think he probably he, he loses that a little bit. But uh, I I always he's a fantastic player. Leeds by example, a bit like Ludlow, um, great over the ball and is destructive when he gets into space. No, completely agree, completely agree. And as a Gloucester fan, um, and I'm sure any Northampton fans out there will get annoyed with it too. The amount Ludlow and Ludlow get mixed up is absolutely killer. Um, but no, both fantastic players, and that's quite the fierce um, flanker pairing. Um, takes us back to Falcon Falcons, Philip and Ian. Yeah, so I'm going to go for a, a young dynamic choice and break that. Alfie Barbary at Wasps. Um, really, I think a really, really good up and coming prospect. Every time I've seen him play, never seems to put a foot wrong. He's, Absolutely brilliant with ball in hand. Always makes the yards, which is what you want from, from a number eight. Brilliant at the breakdown. I think he's great at kind of milking penalties as well. He seems to be really good at the jackal, really good at the turnover. And as I say, he just he's, he's really dynamic off the ball as well. And I think that's kind of what you want from your number eight, isn't it? Um, it's not just to kind of smash people up. The fact you can also kind of get around the park and last pretty much the whole game as well is, is always an added bonus. So I'll put him at number eight. No, fantastic shout, fantastic shout. Another one of these young stars coming through in what is apparently going to be a golden generation from England. So, no, I, I completely agree. Great pick. And then I think the other one we'll go for in a minute, um, is, I might say a less obvious British and Irish line there, being Rory Sutherland at Worcester. Um, he's one of these players where he goes under the radar probably because he plays for an unpopular side, but he's a phenomenal player. And um, I think if he wasn't, Scottish, if we playing for England, he's that good. No, absolute set piece monster, isn't he? Um, it's a great pick. Interesting to see. I've just had a look there. You've absolutely made a box office back line and now going through and picking up some great additions uh, in the uh, in the front row, um, in the in the forward pack in general. Um, be interesting to see how that fares once we get to uh, vote in time. But I'm just looking at my back line compared to your back line and. There is a clear winner between <laughs> between the two. Um, that is absolutely electric. But no, two two great um great picks there, which takes us back to, to Ed from Cherry Jam. Managed to find the button this time. Um, <laughs> right. Um, again, an area of the pitch I'm not really familiar with, uh, and um, it's a guy who, when he came into the side, uh, for, it's a Gloucester player. Uh, he's a prop. 
Uh, it's a guy that I watched every single preseason game and wrote him off immediately because I think he gave away something like other 12 penalties uh, in scrum time. He gave away 11 of them. And that's Kirill Gotostev, well uh, if I pronounce that right. <laughs> right. Um, and he has been an absolute gem because, as I said, that first couple of weeks, I thought, oh, my word, we've what are we doing? We've We've put a lot of... Uh, stuff in here because you know I'm not sure I'm not sure we've basically we've ruined this because we've ruined a position but no he's been brilliant and um, again another fan favourite uh, again I think probably there's, there's better there's probably better tight heads but he's a guy who gets over the ball the amount of tackles the amount of turnovers um, and he now wins penalties so maybe it's just the championship props are better than we think well, he's a 34-year-old former wrestler, wasn't he, a bobslayer? So you, you, you're looking at that, wondering why why you're bringing him in. But yeah, he's done a good job. Everyone needs a bobslayer in their front row. I think that should be a rule going forward. <laughs> um, and I don't want to play I told you so, but I think when I came on earlier in the season, Ed, I was saying, I actually think he's quite good and he could be, he could be a little bit of a gem. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a proper eat my hat moment. And I get sick every <laughs> single time he plays well, which is pretty much every time. So, yeah. I looked back at my predictions from the start of the season and they were quite horrendous. So it's quite nice to have one notch on the, <laughs> on the predictions at least. Um, but no, great, great signing, I think, um, despite his age and his, his background. Um, but no, great position there at three. Um, I'm going to go for another prop for inside line now, and I'm going to go for uh, Mako Vunapola um, through one uh, quite high. Well, I'd say quite high up there on the loose heads, but in comparison, I think all of the loose heads who have already been taken um, were also above Vunapola, um, but needs must come this stage of the tournament. Um, so we'll go for Vunapola through one. Um, Marcelo, quite a nice mix for your team at the moment. Got a lot of power and a lot of... Uh, sort of dynamism as well. Who, who are we going for next? I'm going to finish my front row. Um, like I said, it's not my area of expertise per se, so I'm kind of banking on Bobby Bridge and his recommendation kind of coming through here. And I'm going to go with B. Allo, uh, who's been, he's actually scored quite a few tries as well. I mean, and, and if you look at the boy, he's an absolute unit. Uh, really, really good in the scrum. I'm, I'm not sure he's the kind of... Uh, Nowadays, some of the props tend to be quite good ball carries and quite kind of elusive and quite, you know, good with a little step and a little a little outside pass. But Biel is very much kind of a big, big boy who has just got a load of power about him. And um, he seems to have had a really, really good season. Uh, again, kind of a lot going on what Bobby's been talking about, but I've seen him mentioned quite a few times. So uh, I'm going to take his recommendation and, and finish my front row with, uh, with Big B. No, that's a great shot. And I, I think elusive, I think that's the first time elusive is coming to the same sentence as, uh, as Alo. Um, I think it was the Six Nations just gone. I heard um, Unai Antonio described as a fridge freezer. And I think um, Alo absolutely fits that that villain as well. You're absolutely right, a huge unit. And uh, no, got a hell of an engine for for the size of Loki is. So that's quite a scary looking front row that, that you've picked there. Um, yeah, very good, very powerful. Um, great pick. Um, Camonedo. Back to you at type five. Yeah, we're going to go with a player that we thought was going to win Discovery this season, and that's Tom Pearson, um, a London Irish. His rise has just been meteoric. One of those, another one of those Cardiff Met products. Um, you could just tell from that debut against Exeter, he was unbelievable. He's rightly earned himself a place in, in some of those England training squads. So, be interested to see if he gets on that plane to Australia. Uh, and I think he definitely should be in the conversation, at least. Um, I suppose his only 
downfall really is, is England have got seven coming out of their ears at the moment. Yeah. Um, but no, fantastic player and such a youthful Irish side, isn't it, coming through? Um, so no, I think that's a, a great pick there. Um, we're going to go for someone who came in with quite high expectations this year um, and absolutely lived up to all of them. Um, a huge carrier, um, massively mobile and just an absolute scary bloke. Um, who I would not want to be in front of at any any moment. Um, so we're going to go for Joanna Augustus through number eight uh, is our pick, which takes us back to Tom. Uh, I'm going to go with a player who I'm surprised uh, hasn't been picked at all. I think he's probably been the best eight in, in the league uh, this season. I'm going to go with Augustus. Um, I know that's probably a bit of a sort of out there claim, Oh, never mind. You've already got gone for him. Yeah, I don't want to break your heart, but we've yeah. just we've I was just distracted with my dinner. <laughs> never mind. Um, okay, I'm going to go for uh, a prop because uh, I I don't have any of my front row. Uh, I'm going to go with Goodrick Clark. Perfect. Remind me, he's he's a three, isn't he, Goodrick Clark, or is he on the other side? Um, yeah, I think so. We'll put him in a three. He's a one. Well, I can see. Edo telling me off there is a one. We'll go <laughs> for a really one. Gets, he really knows. We'll go for what? Edo, you seem more confident than both of me. I'm pretty sure he's lucid because Hoskins plays on tight head. You're absolutely right. No, that, that's an absolute great point. We'll put him in at one. Um, and then I will go for um, I'll go for the other one that you just mentioned. I'll go for Ollie Hoskins at, at three. No, great shout. Two huge London Irish boys there. Edo is the the knowledge, the knowledge area. If anyone has any any position, especially front row related questions, Edo, please be on hand um, because you know significantly more about it than I do. Um, but no, two huge um, uh, front row options there, uh, both huge carriers as well. So that's a great shout. I think um, we're gonna get our nine in. I think we're gonna go for the experience of Ben Youngs. Yeah, um, been George pretty Ford. good. Yeah, George Ford in the in the combination there. Um, not many players have got can say they've got as much sort of experience that Youngs has. Um, and again, with the kicking game that uh, Leicester like to play, he's a brilliant option. So we're going to go for Youngs through nine, um, which brings us back to, to Cam and the front row master. Um, not so front row this time. We're going to go for a bit of a dual position guy, Liam McFarlane from Saracens. I think we'll put him in at five for now. Um, but it might move to six, depending on who we find later on. Um, he's been picked for the Samoa squad, which looks sick at the moment, and he's been unbelievable. Um, just really physical, um, but just an all-round player, play back row or, or um, lock, so we'll take him at five at the moment. Just for the tries, we'll be of a week, to be honest. Like, <laughs> Yeah, how good was that? That's a hell of a finish for for anyone, let alone a bloke that size. Um, no, I think absolutely. He's been a basketball player before, something like that. He's yeah, he's, the way he gripped that ball, you could tell. Certainly had a basketball <laughs> vibe about it. I quite like the fact he slowed down to invite the contact and then went over for the for the exciting finish. Um, yeah, very uh, very sharp player, um, an absolute man mountain as well. So that's a good pick at five there. Um, brings back to Marcelo. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go on my on the other wing. I'm gonna go with at forty. I'm gonna go with Courtney Scosound. Um, I think I watched him in. I think I watched him on his first game for Northampton, 
potentially, or one of his first anyway, and he scored, I think it was either a hat-trick or four, I can't remember. I think he's definitely scored a hat-trick against Worcester and he's just exactly what you want from a winger. I don't think the fact that he doesn't get a massive amount of recognition is because he just does a lot of finishing, like he just finishes tries, but in my opinion, I want a winger that does exactly that. So he scored 11 tries, I think, this season, is up then kind of the top five. So uh, for me, uh, he does exactly what it says on the tin and he's still a strong boy, he's still a very quick boy. He exactly is the kind of... Uh, textbook winger for me so yeah Sko Sam would be my yeah absolutely stinks of professionalism doesn't he just he just does exactly what you want him to do um always just sits on that way and waits for the ball to come and to be fair at certain times he, he's made some some exciting tries as well so no, I think that's a great pick and a great signing for Northampton as well um quite a well he came in as with a big name didn't he and yeah he certainly lived up to it so I think that's a a great pick there um I'm gonna go for another winger um, for inside line. We're going to go for Ollie Thorley, um, who's quite high up on their winger list. Um, obviously, in recent years, been one of the, the favourites to break into the England side, but never quite done it. Um, I think Eddie Jones trying to make him into a seven didn't help. Um, but yeah, he's definitely come back into full form this year. Um, and just the power and pace that he brings is, is electric. And yeah, he's an asset for any side. So we'll put him in in the 11 shirt. So back across to, to Ed. Uh, yeah, so um, this is going to be one of two Argentinians and they both play for Gloucester. Uh, um, I'm, I am struggling a little bit on a few positions now. So uh, we're going to go for uh, 15 and uh, Santiago Carreras, who I have to be honest, I have a man crush on massively. He's just an absolutely beautiful and wonderful human being and um, my wife has concerns, um, but basically he's he's genuinely like one of my favourite players to cut, to arrive at Gloucester in years. Um, he's he, he's he's elusive. He can tackle. He's absolutely superb under the high ball. I think probably Freddie Stewart is the only player better than him in the league. Um, and um, the 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 stuff he did on the floor, the tackle and the little. Uh, uh, rip, etc. From uh, to set up uh, Reece Samet's try at the weekend, just epitomises him. He's just a brilliant player, and uh, uh, yeah, I just a shame he's not English, to be honest. Yeah, no, I completely agree with with all that you said, especially the uh, the man crush. Still only um, twenty three as well. Yeah, twenty three yeah, years he, old, I think. And he's just signed a new contract, which means uh, we've got a couple more years before he eventually goes to Racing on a horrendously expensive deal. <laughs> no, I completely agree. And for someone who can play on both wings, 13, I think he can play 12. Um, plays 15. 10 for Argentina. Play so. 10 for Argentina in the summer. I, I mean, you know, how can you be that good at rugby? It's not fair. No, it is. Leave some for the rest of us. Um, but no, great shout there at 15. Um, opened it up that you're going for another Argentine as well. So that'll be interesting to see if Falcon Falcons want to nab one of them. Um, <laughs> but over to you, boys. Yeah, so I'm um, going for second row here. Again, never Exeter player who perhaps gone on the radar a bit because of their season and maybe he hasn't quite hit his usual heights, but Johnny Gray, second row, on his day, arguably the best in the world in his position. Um, would you want anyone else at line-out time normally? Probably not. Um, so again, maybe like form is a little dipped a little bit this season, but I think if you have him on your team sheet, you're not going to go far wrong, especially at line-out time. No, completely agree. Absolute Mr. Consistent as well, isn't he? And if you see him miss a tackle, take a picture and frame it because it's it doesn't come around very often. Um, so no, I think that's a, a great shout there with Gray. 
Um, and, and for your second pick, guys? Yeah, um, I made the long trip to Kingsland this season and um, on the way there, I texted a good friend. He's a, a Gloucester fan and said, anyone to watch out for this year? And he uh, gave me the name Geordie Reed, and I didn't know much about him, I have to be honest. And his description was, I'm just reading it out, the guy's a brick and a mentor of the ball at breakdown, and certainly not wrong. And then the last few weeks of the season, he started running with it as well, which seems quite impressive. And although he's Australian, I think he's England qualified now, so it could be interesting what happens if we get a few injuries in the back row, whether he might end up a call up one of these funny players that's obviously not English, but plays for England. Yeah, I think that description that you've just given there should probably be posted on the Gloucester Rugby website because that that sums him up just about perfect. Um, I think the nickname, mainly based on the haircut he's got, is Predator. A lot of Gloucester fans call him Predator, which I think by look and by um, physicality and performance fits quite nicely. Um, absolute warrior, um, can play six, can play seven. And apparently I've been told he plays, uh, he played second row a lot when he played over in um, in Australia. So it might be interesting to see where he lines up next year with the introduction of Albert Tuasui. Um, so, yeah, great pick there with Reed, um, which takes us back to uh, to Cherry Jam and Argentine coming. Yeah, let's be fair, you can guess where this is going, to be honest, can't you, if you're a Gloucester. If, you're, if you know about Gloucester or even kind of roughly know about rugby, it's going to be Cicino at, uh, at Hooker. I mean, you, you picked uh, Singleton. They've been pretty much interchangeable all season. I think Cicino's probably had the edge um, over, over Singleton. Um, mainly because I think injuries has hampered him a little bit, but uh, scored a lot of tries in that really dominant uh, mall. Um, but again, it's 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 the stuff he does away from the line out as well. He's solid in the scrum, and the, the amount of turnovers again he picks up. A bit like Revava Ruskin, does a lot of work on the floor, and is is again a bit again another fan favourite. So um, gotta love him, really. No, I completely agree. Then he is just absolutely loose as a goose and he, he flies about and I think the first couple of times that he came in um in the Gloucester side he was offside a lot and he was he was chop tackling and everyone sort of thought oh dear what's what's sort of going on here um but then as the season's gone on he's just got his consistency I think it was literally just over eagerness to want to get out and smash someone early doors um and now he's calmed himself well I say calmed himself down he's absolutely still a mental case on the field um, but no, that's a great pick. And we were very torn between Singleton and Sacchino. Um, so, yeah, nice to see he's gone though and getting a little bit of a recognition there as well because he has been uh, superb this season. With the amount of more tries Gloucester scored, it's only right that their hookers are both in, the, in teams, did they? Yeah, that's also true. Also very true. Always like to get in and, and finish one off. Sorry if there's any uh, hookers in the chat. Um, We've gone for, for inside line, we're going to finish their front row off and we're going to go for Matavesi through uh, the two shirt. I um, believe he's packed down at six and seven as well, which tells you a lot about the sort of player and how mobile he sort of is and what his skill set entails. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go for Matavesi in that two jersey. Uh, Marcelo, you're up. Yeah, kind of coming towards positions where I wasn't too really sure. Uh, I'm going to go with... My final second row and go with I think Cobus Visa Sale. Now I know Sale haven't been kind of as good as they were last season, but I just think at line out time and at scrum time, and you just got to look at their look at their second rows, and they're just absolute monsters. Like they are seriously big blokes. And I remember being pitch side with a couple of them and dwarfing me by you know kind of double my size. So. You just can't really go wrong with with the South Africans, really. So that's why I'd have Kovac Visa there, and I'll watch some of the highlights from their win 
at the weekend and he scored a couple of tries as well. So he'd be my he's my final pick in my pack. No, good shot. I think quite an understated pick, really, isn't it? Um, Sale, one of the... I think the reason why a lot of Sale boys haven't really been at the forefront of a lot of these picks is a lot of people would have had them as a serious top four contender. Not quite worked out that way um, until sort of the latter end of the season when they started putting a few more sort of performances together. But um, no, I think he goes under the radar a bit with the amount of stars they've got in that pack. Um, but no, I, I quite like that pick. Um, a great pick there in the second row to finish off that pack. Um, back to you, type five. Yeah, we're going to go with the uh, the one they call the Hunchback of Devon, um, Dave Ewers, who we had as Exeter's player of the season. Um, just so consistently good once again. Such a good ball carrier. Just a menacing defence. You know what he's going to bring. Um, so yeah, we're going to fill our back row with Dave Ewers. No, fair play. He is an absolute unit. And probably, you mentioned there's, there's Nadolo there. If you're not worried about Nadolo, you're worried about yours. And that is a, <laughs> that is a pretty hellish pair to, to be dealing with off, on a crash line. So, no, that's a, that's a great shout. Um, a great shout there. We're going to finish off our back row for this pick. And we're going to go for Jack Willis. Yeah. Um, absolute fiend over the ball. Um, a lot of people have have sort of touted him as one of the best players over the ball in the world. And I don't think too many will be able to argue with that. Um, he's a, I'm not going to say he's not a big bloke, because he is. Um, but he's not the biggest of people in the in the back row. Um, and his technique and his timing when he goes into those breakdowns is just phenomenal, isn't it? I think as well, what's been impressive, obviously he suffered that really nasty injury last year against Italy in the rep and in the breakdown. So to come back and have the confidence um, to get straight back in there and be dominating again, it's just really impressive, isn't it? No, I completely agree. An absolute unit through through that back row and so chuffed to see him come back because we've seen it was Jake Pelledri had a, had a similar injury, didn't he? Um, obviously not come back at all yet, let alone strung some performances together. So it just shows sort of how nasty injuries like that can be um, and for him to bounce back and, and hit full form is is quite remarkable, to be honest. So, yeah, big credit to uh, to Jack Willis and he, he makes it into our, our seven shirt. Um, Tom, double pick from you. Um, for my for my first of the of the two picks, I'm going to go with uh, Tom Willis, the other Willis brother. Uh, he obviously he's beaten 83 defenders this season, uh, the most of anyone in the league, which I, I think's just crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with him at eight. No, I think that's fantastic. And that, that that stat speaks volumes. I haven't actually heard that stat before, but that is a that's quite a remarkable stat. So yeah, both of the Willis brothers now gone. Um, yeah, great, great pick for your, your number eight there. And then for your second? second and then uh, I'm sort of surprised he hasn't gone already, uh, as far as I can see. Uh, I'm going to go with Guy Porter uh, to go with Dan Kelly in my centres. Now, that is a very interesting pick because I very much had him earmarked as one of the players that I was going to take, and I've completely forgotten about him. So, yeah. <laughs> great, great pick to get him back in. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. I also forgot about him, um, and then I, I sort of noticed that somehow uh, no one else had picked him. So I was lucky that he was still there. No, great little snipe there. Late late on in the draft, um, it's getting quite tough now to pick these players. Um, early doors, a lot of these players were picking themselves. Um, getting tough now. I think we're going to go for Will Muir as our 14. Um, pretty physical winger. Um, in in a season for Bath which has been less than ideal yeah. um, to put it politely um, he's been a little bit of a shining light um, brings a lot of physicality got a lot of speed and an excellent finisher as well 
Yeah. Um, ten tries in that team is no mean feat because no, they barely scored ten all season. So <laughs> yeah, that's quite impressive. Ten out of what eleven tries were they scored? <laughs> something. Something. Is that the only things. Bath player that's been picked? I think. I think, I think it, might it might be. be. Yeah. Which, to be honest, is that much of a surprise? Probably. Probably. No, not he, he was definitely, definitely one of their best players. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. So he's he makes our our fourteen shirt. Um, so back to you, type five, getting tough now. Two two positions to fill. You've taken our guy. We were about to go with Will Muir, had all the stats up. We're ready to, to say why the horse had to go, but uh, we're going to move into the second row and pick um, Harry Wells from Leicester Tigers. I think he's one of those guys, again, who's just done his job at uh, that pack in that pack, and he's done it really well, especially the first part of the season. But, uh, yeah, just an industrious player, and we'll pick him since the, Muir's got, uh, the horse is gone. Yeah, I'm glad we actually picked him. That that's revenge for the Mitchell picking early doors. Um, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> true, true. Um, but we'll take we'll, we'll absolutely take that. But no, great pick again. Surprised he's actually gone this late because he's been a real storm art in that um, that that Tigers team. Um, yeah, great second row option there. Um, yeah, great great pick. Um, back to to Marcelo with a couple of positions left to fill. Yeah, so. Obviously, all of the scrum halves went quite quickly, really, so I've spent this time trying to think who I would pick in there. And out of the top sides, probably of Ben Mee and Gloucester, I think he's he's still got a lot more to give. I think he's got a lot of potential, but he's he's quick. And I think if you're looking at my actual team, uh, he's been one of those players that's had a good season with Gloucester, who obviously came so close to a, a top four spot. And... Um, Pairing him with Paddy Jackson would be quite a good one because they're both quick players and they're both quite instinctive and they both like to play on the front foot. Uh, and Meehan's looked really good behind a really powerful uh, Gloucester pack. So um, with not many options left, to be honest, I'd, I'm not too displeased with picking him at nine. Uh, that's quite a, quite an interesting option now. I think a lot of, again, me and, me and James have argued this on many occasions, um, a lot of Gloucester fans have been quite discontent with with a lot of the performances from Meehan. I think with the comparisons from Chapman to Meehan, this, where Meehan's a great game controller, I find, kicks off both feet, can slow it down quite well if needs. Um, then you've got Chapman, who's just an absolute live wire. He flies about. I personally think, especially the latter end of the season, Meehan's taken a lot of unnecessary jip. Um, but, yeah, a lot of... And I can see Ed raring to go... Um, what, what would your thoughts be on, on Ben Meehan's season this year? Yeah, to, to, to put it mildly, uh, the our, the pod isn't the Cherry Jam pod has been um, one of the group one of the group of fans I'd say who have been a little bit uh, not the not his biggest fan. I have to be honest though, I think in the last couple of weeks his his performances have really improved, and against Saracens, that's his best performance in a Gloucester shirt by an absolute mile. Um, the, the one thing, the, the biggest issue for Meehan has been, as you said, the comparison with Charlie Chapman has been his downfall. I think if it was him and, say, Simpson, uh, an older player, um, or a Hines, for example, I think Meehan would have definitely come off as a um, a more, uh, a better player. But um, against Chapman, who's, as you said, live wire and is um, really, really dynamic. And actually, if you look at the, the strengths of Meehan, which is all about the box kick and control, Chapman, I think, as the season's got on, has gone better than him. So that's why I think there's a bit of a, uh, a difficulty there. But it's good to have that contrasting scrum half, I think. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think one thing that um, 
I'd say as well, just before we move on from Mihan, that reverse pass to send Jordi Reed through this weekend was unbelievable. And that was a real chef's kiss moment with the way he pulled that off. And to see some of the Saris boys complaining that he was blocking after the pass, just added that little sprinkles and cherry on the top. That was a, yeah, that was a beautiful try. And I think, yeah, it's nice to see um, fans outside of Gloucester rating Mihan because I think he's really come into the side as the season's gone on, despite criticism. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see Mihan make it into a team, to be honest. That's a, that is definitely um, definitely good news. Um, we will look at a six now for um, uh, for inside line. This was difficult because every time I was about to pick a six, um, someone before me took them, um, which was difficult, especially when you're picking a team for someone else. Um, we're going to go for Vui from Bristol. Um, again, similar vein to Muir. Um, poor side in a hole this season. Um, Bristol wouldn't have wanted to finish where they finished. Um, but the way Vui sort of controls the game, he's still quite exciting, pretty quick for a back row. Um, yeah, I think he, he's had, a again, quite a, a bit of a, a shining light in a, in a dark hole at the moment. So, um, yeah, we'll put him in through that six jersey. So, back to you, Ed. Yeah, it is now quite challenging, isn't it? Because there aren't many spaces left. Um, I think for 12, uh, I'm going to go for the other Van Rensburg uh, at uh, Sale, who... Um, Probably not as dynamic as and as impressive as maybe last season, um, but it's still a, such a distru- disruptive and destructive centre. They're going to miss him a huge amount next season. Um, and if, if Tuolangi's out for a while as well, you wonder where their big Bosch is going to come from. Um, and uh, getting over the gain line is going to be an important thing for them. And if Ford is not quite got that oomph going forward... He's probably going to struggle a little bit more than he did this this year with Leicester. No, I, I'd agree. Yeah, and obviously the power that he brings is is massive. And it's a shame we never got to see um, Tuolangi and Van Rensburg line up as much as as much as they as, as could have been. Um, but no, a, a good, uh, powerful second uh, centre partnership there, um, definitely. Um, go on now to to Focon Falcons for your, your final two picks. Yeah, so uh, at second row, I was going to say, put my, well, put my Falcons cap on and say Sean Robinson, who's had the most line-out steals. But um, I'm actually going to go more box office and go for Luke Diego. Um, not only is he obviously a huge South African unit, uh, what impressed me about him, he has a really good rugby brain as well. Um, and I think with Sale, their main kind of weapon is that tight vibe and the rolling mall and I think he's the real kind of engine behind that and even for such a big lad at the breakdown as well like the amount of steals he does the amount of trouble he causes I think he's, he's got to be a show in there yeah I don't think too many people will argue with that one absolute man mountain always good to have that South African be through the uh, through a second row shirt and um, yeah great pick and for the final pick of the the Focon Falcons draft yeah, I'm going to stick Reed to open side and then at blind side, I think that um, surprise he's not there yet already. Uh, Shields, um, once again, fantastic season by him. And um, I think that, yeah, I'm, I'm very surprised he hasn't been picked thus far. No, great pick. I, I think it's very surprising for those of you that were keeping an eye on the uh, the Premiership Awards yesterday, how Brad, Sh- Brad Shields got elected as the, the best eight of the year. 
Um, Brian Armani's played a combined total of 84 minutes through the number eight jersey. Um, quite must have been a hell of an 84 minutes for him to uh, to gain the best eight of the, the league. But no, as a, as a six and a seven, I think he's been remarkable and one of the best seasons we've seen from him. So I think that that um, is a great pick. And sort of looking at your team now, I was quite hopeful of getting maybe a, a semi-final or a final spot. But now I'm significantly less confident after looking at your uh, your 15 there. Um, so well picked, boys. I think that's a that's a hell of a, um, a 15. Um Go now to Ed to finish off your, your 15. Yeah, all the eights, all the good eights are gone, aren't they? Um, <laughs> a few of them are. <laughs> There's not many eights left. Um, so, I, again, I've looked at sort of who who's left. We had a massive list of people that you could go into, and we've run out of them. Uh, so, I'm going to say, again, the number, I think you played at the weekend. Is it Dan Dupria at Sale? Um, who, uh, again, he... He's he's done all right. I don't, I, it's difficult now because I'm struggling to think of uh, of any particular highlights. But he's the one. I was just thinking of players I know that have done well previously, and I know he played. A, he had a good game against us up at uh, at Sale, from my memory. If I'm if I'm if I'm not imagining that he was play, he wasn't playing or something. No, he definitely did play against us, and he scored a a try where I think he carried about three of our pack, and then an arm just reached out from nowhere. That's the one I was thinking sort of. of yeah, I was trying to remember who yeah. it was he scored, and it was I thought he was him. So thank you for confirming that <laughs> no absolutely i just remember a hand appearing like some sort of horror film and it was mm. dan Dupree just dotting a ball down um absolute physicality monster um and yeah try and stop him um yeah huge huge shout there at eight and i think it's a, a very good one of that um i'm gonna finish the uh rugby inside line team off and i hope i haven't butchered this too much for them um but i'm actually going to go for collins um, scored some absolutely fantastic tries this year. I believe he finished off the Northampton try of the season from which was against Gloucester at King's Home, where they just ran the length. Um, and yeah, it's been insanely exciting. Once you've got a professional player like Skosen, who just goes about his business all day long, um, to have sort of a bit of a live wire and a bit of a maverick uh, in Collins sort of on the other wing has been huge for Northampton. So um, yeah, we'll go for him to finish off the inside line team at um, winger. Um, and then back to Marcelo, 15 to pick. Yeah, so I'm trying to look at the ones I had. I had Stewart, I had Malin. So I've had a last-minute change of mind, really. Someone, I did say that my Worcester boys were up, but I think I'm going to go with the third Worcester to finish my team off. Uh, Jamie Shilcock. Now, I've been kind of campaigning for him to be getting in these training camps for quite a while just because I don't understand how especially someone like Arundel can be talked about so highly and be involved in a training squad after like you said one game at 15 and starts uh, in the premiership and I just think Jamie Shilcock has been consistently one of Worcester's best players all season he's got an awesome left foot he can kick his goals he's got a long range kick on him he's uh, really good with his feet. He's quick. I've seen. I've watched him score many, many good tries, uh, and not just kind of finishing ones off either. He's uh, scoring tries from inside his own half, um, and I just think he does everything. And he's so, so, so consistent. And um, really not sure why he doesn't get a look in, especially in a in a, in a training camp when um, the top four sides aren't there. Uh, and it's a chance to look at boys that potentially play at clubs like Worcester down near the bottom of the table. Uh, don't really understand why someone like him doesn't get a look in. So uh, I'm quite happy with with him finishing off my my team this my team this season. 
Yeah, and I, I did see that spot at 15, and I thought, I, I reckon he's going to go for Shilcock at some point. That's why he's left it left it wide open. And correct me if I'm wrong, it was Shilcock who had that filthy um, handoff, wasn't it, who set Duan van der Merwe away. And that was probably... Yeah. One of the most monumental handoffs I've ever <laughs> ever seen. Yeah, because it was that was that was the game that he and Duhan both scored two each, and they both set each other up a couple of times as well. And I just think, given that I've got both of them in my team as well, Shilcock has honestly been one of the most underrated and improved players this season. And I think obviously, if you don't watch a lot of Worcester, which they're never on TV, so you never would watch them unless you go to six ways or until they're playing your team. So you don't really understand why maybe I'd pick him. But if you watch Worcester week in week out, then I don't think I don't think you'd probably question why I would why I'd have no bones picking him. No, and I definitely don't question that one. I think that's a great pick, um, especially as you say, goes a little bit more under the radar than these sort of top four teams, um, especially sort of at international selection time. Um, but no, I think that tops off a very nice team and an extremely nice um, back three as well. Um, yeah, big big fan of that back three. Um, and then to to type five, Caminedo, your final pick, please. Yeah, we were toying with a, a major reshuffle because we can't believe George Furbank is still on the board. But because he hasn't played on the wing this year, we're going to stick with Tom O'Flaherty, um, who's got the second most metres in the in the league. Um, just one of those underrated players who's, uh, who's a great addition for sale next year. So, yeah, O'Flaherty is going to finish our team off. Yeah, and when, when you're talking about underrated players, I think O'Flaherty is well up there um, amongst the, the top of them. Um, yeah, I think a great selection there. And as you said, I can only see him doing doing well for sale next year. Um, great pick there and a great uh, end to, to your guys' team too. Um, we're going to go for... Sticking with Launchbury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to lock in Launchbury. I forgot you go. <laughs> we're, we're tempted by the, the Argentine again um, over at Gloucester. I think Alamano has been huge this season. Um, just when you think you've got past him, his inspector gadget arms fly out and then he's wrapped you back up and put you back down again. Um, but I think Launchbury, for me, when Launchbury came back in after his long-term absence, the difference in that Wasps pack said a lot. Um, they just seemed a lot more solid, a lot more strong. Um, and yeah, having a leader like Launchbury in the side only only makes things better, really. Um, Probably start for England when fully fit, I'd imagine. Yeah, I can imagine once he's... When he's in his pomp, he's uh, he's claiming that five jersey next to Toji, isn't he? So um, yeah, he'll be the the player to finish off R15, which just leaves us with Tom, who needs a hooker. Yeah, <laughs> that came out really bad. <laughs> I, I've I've got quite a lot of uh, a lot of hookers people that I could choose from. Okay. Um, I I think I'm going to go with Jack Walker, um, but I I could have gone with Old uh, Gray. I could have gone with Thacker. I could have gone with Wollstonecraft. I think. Hooker's definitely one of those positions that that perhaps has the best depth in the league. I think, yeah, every team seems to have a, a very strong hooker. Oh, I, I agree. And that just about finishes our, your team off, finishes everyone's team off. The next steps, guys, this will be going live on Monday where we'll have our tournament tree established and everyone will be facing off to get to the final. And there's talk of potentially getting a nice prize involved as well um, for Barty. the winner. I'm happy with our team, um, apart from the fact Tom and Type 5 nicked most of them. Um, but apart from that, fairly chuffed with it. Um, but it's always going to happen. Thank you very much to everyone who helped us get involved um, and jumped in and picked their teams too. Um, and yeah, good luck to whoever gets the bye week, definitely. Um, and then good luck to everyone else in the hunt for the final. Um, cheers again, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for sorting Thank out. you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.